Welcome to the Just Ask Mom podcast, where mothers share their experience of raising children with mental illness. Just Ask Mom is a Mothers in the Frontline production. Today we will speak with a mother and grandmother from Iowa. Today they will be speaking about their elementary school age son and grandson who has Tourette syndrome. So today we're doing something a little bit different. We have a mother-daughter pair, and so um, I'm going to ask you both to just tell us a little bit about yourselves. And so, trying to start. Okay. Hi, I'm an Iowa mom, and I have a son who has Tourette's and OCD and ODD, major diagnoses there. Mm-hmm. He has some other ones, though. And he's in grade school, and we live in Iowa. Great. And I'm the grandmother. Yeah. And course, grandmother of the grandson with the mental health issues, and I'm here to support my daughter and my grandson. Great. So before we get started, I'm going to ask each of you just to tell us a little bit about yourself. Before mothering, what were your passions or outside of mothering? What do you enjoy? Or when you fantasize about the kids going off and you having a moment to yourself, what would you do? <laughs> so anyway, just what's interesting to you as a person? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I used to like to sleep. <laughs> like I would sleep, wake, watch, stay up and watch movies on TV mm-hmm. and then go to bed late and stay up late and then sleep in late. That sounds so nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, as the grandmother, prefer reading, used to enjoy dancing, but as the kids say, oh, yuck, (laughs) and um, gardening, I like to garden, and just be current, Yeah, go on little road trips. I do fantasize having a palm tree in my front yard, Uh. and a big lounge chair on each side. That does, especially during the winters. That's a very yes. attractive thought. Not a real, not a real palm tree, an artificial. Okay. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it dying. But I see that would be happy. That's looking at happy in my eyes. Awesome. Enjoy. If we're going happy, I want the in-ground pool in the backyard. <laughs> that sounds good too. <laughs> That's a fantasy. Awesome. Well. I want to ask you um, to pretend you're talking to families who are feeling lost. They don't have a diagnosis yet for their child, but they know something's going on. So I'm wondering if you could tell us what would you say to those mothers? What would you say to family members or relatives, grandparents, as families are going through this and trying to determine what's going on with their child? I would just say something that helped me was to just research, research, research. I got on the internet, I googled everything. You know, and then we kind of fell into a support group that helped us. So there was a children's therapy center, and we didn't actually go there for therapy because our insurance didn't cover it, but we found out that they had a support group there on Saturday mornings. So we thought, you know, let's just go try this and then see if we can meet other people that have kids that may have issues that can help us and steer us where to go. And so that really was our saving grace. Great. That's true. Find getting into this, in my estimation, doctors really don't know a whole lot. And each doctor you talk to has a different field of expertise. 
and they want to lead you down the path that they think you should go, even though it may not be the right path. Right. And so you'll go down that path and you realize nothing is changing. So then you go back and you try and find another doctor, you start all over again and hope for the best. And that may not be it either. It it's just is it's been with the support group and talking to other parents that have saved us and it took it took months before we were actually able to face the fact that well and my grandson had a mental illness. We did not have it at least recognized in the family before if it was there. Right. No one knew about it, no one was directed to any special person to take care of it. So it was new to us and we were we were just lost. We were basically we were we were out to sea and we had no lifeline. Right. Until we found the children's center. And then we found out that there are other people who are in the similar situation that we're in. Right, right. I think one of the things um, with children's mental health in particular, right, what, what we're saying so, what you're saying so far is true for probably any kind of illness, mm -hmm. right, physical, yeah. mental, if you don't, it, just finding out what it is, you're at sea till you know what's going on. What's particularly difficult with children's mental illness is their brains are developing and changing, so even if you get a diagnosis, that might change, and so you can be lost, found for a little bit, lost again, found for a little bit, mm -hmm. and just wondering if you want to talk about that. Has that been some of your experience as well, or what you feel like? I mean, it's such a journey, and how does having a support group help? Even once you find that support group, does that journey, has that journey helped with that as well, or...? Well, I mean, the support groups definitely helped us because there were periods where we would go through really, really deep lows with what was going on in the family, you know, and then you'd kind of get to a point where you could celebrate one day. Right, right. <laughs> so so one horrible month, you had a good day, and you needed to learn to celebrate that. Yeah. And so it just helped us in going to the support group and talking with other people because they would sometimes say the same thing, and then we could kind of learn that the kids based their behaviors might be based on like seasons yeah. seasonal changes you know or just significant life changes yeah yeah yes children don't like change in their lives yeah. and it often happens they can't prevent it and they don't know how to deal with it when right. it does happen to them so we found through dealing with all of this that we have to try to change with them and help them through it and like in medication, medication is a big thing. What might work for two weeks will suddenly not work at all. Right. And then you get another medication, and then pretty soon several medications, and it, it just does not work for their little bodies. Yeah. And there's so much changing at once, it's hard to know what's doing what, I think. Is that, you know, um, yeah, so no, it's... I think that's right. What what do you want people to know as they're trying to navigate this? Um, so reaching out is one thing I'm hearing. Um, how how do you manage to have hope during that time to sort of push your way through to take care of yourself during 
that time because that's that's it's rough it gets pretty dark right mm-hmm. when you're not sure what's wrong with your child because we want our kids okay we want to keep them safe and when you do find out oftentimes you are sad to say shunned yes because you have a child that's different from most of the children in the neighborhood and they look at you and say oh we we know who you are but we prefer not to be with you because your child is different your child cannot relate to ours and in our case we have a child who can relate better with adults than with children right he can go up he can start talking to any adult on their level and I have had many of them come back to me and say what a nice young man you have there very pleasurable very knowledgeable very nice but on his peer level he just cannot communicate with them they don't essentially get him and that has been extremely difficult for him and difficult for me because I know he's trying so hard yeah but they they just don't see it and and you don't it oh it hurt pains you so bad to see them making fun of him. oh yeah but yeah um I don't I don't know how to combat that we just go on our merry way as best we can but yes yeah what's well, so painful to see your child suffer but when it's out of the cruelness of someone else it's even worse yes I think because it can be helped right it it can mm-hmm. a lot of it is just the misunderstanding right. because mm-hmm. they don't understand what's going on with that other kid because the kid looks quote-unquote normal right you know so they're thinking why is the kid doing those weird things why is he saying those weird things why is he acting like that you know and so sometimes you hope that if you would just explain it to them they would get it and they would understand more and sometimes they don't and sometimes it just takes more education and they do end up understanding more and coming along and you know then they get a better picture of what's going on but I would still say just reaching out to other people because even in the support group we found a couple people within the group that we were able to reach out in really difficult times and just call them or text them or email them and say I need you to meet me for coffee out in my backyard right, <laughs> or <right>. something because right. <laughs> yeah. I'm barely holding on by a string yeah. so just making that point with somebody else yeah. to know that they're there and then you talk and you laugh for like 20 minutes and then you could go back to doing what you were doing you can go right. back to fighting Right. Yes, it is important to have someone that you can maybe bond with over your problems that might have the same problem. And like Chris said. Yeah, I think that's important. So we've been asking everyone this. And from my own experience, it changes from moment to moment. And most people I talk to say the same thing. So at this moment. Where do you feel yourself? Do you feel it? You're swimming, drowning, treading water. Where do you find yourself? <laughs> At this moment, not yes. last night. I know. Yes. I know. Because <laughs> there's never a dull moment. There's always a new development. It always relates to social issues. I swear. Yeah. Well, your 11-year-old son likes girls now. Oh my so. goodness. 
<laughs> um, Swimming, drowning, or treading water? Yeah. Treading water. Today. Yeah, today. Today, okay. As of this morning, we were swimming. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I mean, that's a big deal. Because I, I find in my own experience and talking to lots of, I mean, it changes. By you, the hour. By, by the, the hour. hour. Yeah. It really does. And, and that itself can be very almost traumatizing because you can't plan, you can't think ahead. Do you know, and that's interesting because I was just thinking that on the way in here because <laughs> I kept thinking it takes me longer to recover from an episode than it does him. Yeah. And so that was part of my thing today going, I need to try and regroup and get it together and pull myself together from one of the episodes that has last happened last night with him and with other kids and with social issues. Right. Yeah. And so he was, he recovered. He went to bed last night and woke up this morning and had a good day and it was fine and everything's good. Yeah. yeah. But, but the grandmother and the mother are still going, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so what, what do you, what do we do in times like that? I mean, cause I think that's true, right? There's this all of a sudden, okay, everything's fine. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> Ready? You dropped him off. You thought things were fine. Yes, and then you get the phone call. Well, and like we oh, were, yeah. we were excited because he's trying to reach out and make new friends. Yeah, yeah. And so he did make a couple of new friends, and then he was texting them on his phone. And so then it was one of those things where, okay, he wants to get together with new friends. And then, you know, just in the course of like two minutes of him getting together with new friends, it took a really bad oh. turn, you know, and so that negative thing happened and then he was like, I want to leave, right. you know, you need to come get me, you know, and so you, sometimes you think you're doing so well and you think, oh good, he's making friends, he's reaching out, yeah. these other friends are reaching out to him, and then all of a sudden you find out, you know, in a bad moment the kids really weren't being friends, yeah. you know, or other kids were involved, and they were definitely bullies. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you think, Taking oh, advantage of good, it. we're finally going down the right road, but then, you, you know, just two minutes, it's, it's upside down, and then you have to reevaluate everything again. And right. Yeah. So reaching out, because, like, I will go out with two girlfriends tonight. <laughs> Very good. And have dinner and drinks. <laughs> good. And that's how I'm going to cope, and I was going to cancel that, because then my child was having some kids over, and I said, too bad. That's right. My husband is just going to take care of it, because I'm going out with those girls. Because right. I need to go out with those girls. And then tomorrow, I'm going to go have lunch and go to a play with somebody that I know. <laughs> because if I don't get out of the house this weekend, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. Right. Because I'm just at the end of my rope. Yeah. So this gets into the next question, and that is, you know, what is your self-care routine or, if more appropriate, survival technique? Going, reaching out to other people and socializing. Because okay. I have a husband okay. and two boys at home that don't meet my needs. Right, right. Because <laughs> they don't communicate. They all have their own space. They're very individual. Yeah. They're very alone. So then I am not able, being the social person that I am, right. to talk to them and just carry on conversations with them and to communicate. Because if they've done that all day in, in work or school, then they come home and they just want to come down. 
right and have downtime. So I need to socialize. I need to get out of the house. Right. That's good that you realize that. So it is. I have I, I have to do that. Yeah. And I'll realize after a few weeks even of not getting out of the house, just being home every day, taking care of the kids after school, after I get done working, that I just realize I'm very alone. Yeah. So then that's when I have to say, I need to go out and get with other people. Right. Because I'm going crazy. Okay. Yeah. I can see. I, I can relate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what about you? I have my weekly get out group. Good. <laughs> we meet at least once a week and we road trip or we do lunch here, Cedar Rapids, whatever. So I have, yeah. I have my friends and uh, sometimes I just take a book, leave my phone behind, don't hear the doorbell and just go sit on my porch. Mm. Okay. And I'm in la la land. <laughs> By myself so but um, no yeah you just sometimes you just need to get away from it yeah and yeah. find a group situation and I, I do have a good group good. good so we always end on this question I think as you've all heard before I think we've all said this a lot if we weren't if we didn't laugh we'd be crying all the time <laughs> mm -hmm. which is the honest to God truth yeah <laughs> and so we just like to open it up is there a laughable moment you'd like to share Something that There's, makes you laugh. There are so many, but <laughs> a week ago I put the beef roast in the crock pot. Yeah. And I had it all sitting on the counter and I had it all ready to go and I had my bag in the crock pot and I turned it on and went to bed. And I woke up the next morning and I checked the beef roast and it was still uncooked. And I thought, oh my gosh, it must be broken. After all these years I must have burned it out. Well, my husband's like, well, it would have helped if you would have plugged it in. <laughs> So we had to throw away $20 worth of beef oh, roast no. because I had left it, because I hadn't plugged the thing in all night long. Right. See, and I can't even tell you what that thing is because I have such brain fog. Right. Which actually is something to talk about. We probably should have a whole show on this because <sighs> I find it hard to think clearly when you're not mm -hmm. getting to sleep, you're having mm -hmm. these emotionals up and downs constantly, right? It's mm -hmm. hard to think straight. Yeah, so I can is. relate to not plugging something in. That seems completely normal to me, actually. <laughs> You're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's your laughable moment to share? Um, well, I guess I could, this morning, Yeah. my grandson and I went to brunch, and we went to the village inn. Our server was very nice. We had gone there previously during the week for his birthday. We got the same server today that we had for his birthday. And when he came over to the table, he said, Good morning, Bruno, <laughs> who was our server. And yeah. he looked up at him and he smiled and he said, Good morning. And he said, What would you like? And my grandson rattled off what he wanted and what I wanted. So he ordered for us. And then Bruno left and he said, You know, Grammy, he's a nice server. He's polite. He's enthusiastic, he's smiling, and he said, I can name seven things that are positive and why he should get a $3.05 tip. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, I said, okay, well, you've named most of them. He said, no, he's very good, and then all of a sudden, Bruno came back and he left extra napkins. Which is something that when my husband goes out, <laughs> always asks for extra napkins, whether anybody wants them or not. It's an OCD thing. Okay. <laughs> he really has OCD, so it's okay. <laughs> so, 
So Bruno must have recognized us, and we had the napkins, and grandson is sitting there. Thanks again, Bruno. I appreciate that. And he said, your food will be out right away. And he said, I bet it will. So it did. It came quickly. So then we ate, and it was very good. And so we left a $5 tip for Bruno. <laughs> I just love how specific his calculation was. <laughs> yes, he, was he, had, he did. He had seven reasons why Bruno should get, but I don't know why he picked $3.05. I, <laughs> I just love that. good at math, but I didn't exactly get into it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys sharing your stories. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Just Ask Mom, recorded and copyrighted in 2017 by Mothers on the Front Line. Today's podcast host was Tammy Nyden. The music is Old English, written, performed, and recorded by Flame Emoji. For more podcasts in this and other series relating to children's mental health, go to mothersonthefrontline.com.